Welcome to Truth Triumphant Radio. I'm your host, Cody Mori, and today is the last day of 2020. And to be honest, praise the Lord <laughs> for that. However, um, I don't think 2021 is going to be anything short of a roller coaster ride in and of itself. I think things are going to continue to gradually and gradually uh, get worse. Um, course there's always a a chance a possibility that things could get better uh for a short period of time you know as um as we look in bible times right before the nation of jerusalem fell there was a, a short time of prosperity there you know uh right before the great famine uh in in Egypt in Joseph's day, there was a time of plenty. So um, I, I think there is a, a biblical uh, case to be made that there's a possibility things could get better. We don't, we honestly, we just don't know. Um, with all the things coming in uh, down the pike uh, with, with um, the warnings of martial law with the stolen election situation with the nonsense of of the coronavirus and this total undermining of the constitution that we've had in this country very very sad heartbreaking for people like me as i've said before uh, who have invested in this country of course when i invested in this country at the time i was a heathen um, but i still I went to Afghanistan and um, I did my part uh, that I was expected to do at that time. And it's hard to see after you've made an investment like that, see the country uh, go the way that it has. But we have to remember prophecy. Prophecy says that it will happen. I have to remind myself that. When I wake up in the morning, personally, I'll tell you guys, I, I pray for this country. I pray for our leadership. I pray for myself in regards to overcoming the, the, the great, great problem that I have, which is myself. Uh, it's not really the devil. It's, it's me. And all this stuff that we have, that we, that we do, the victory that is gained, it's done through that personal relationship with Christ, having that devotion time in the morning and the evening, morning and evening, that's when the daily took place, it took place twice a day, morning and evening. That's the example Jesus gave. He would go off from his disciples by himself to have a devotion time with his father. He did that in the morning and the evening. You can read that in the book, Education. Um, but it's also a time to be studying to be studying the right sources, not to be studying this teacher and that teacher, but to be learning straight from the mouth of God by studying the scriptures, studying prophecy, and studying the spirit of prophecy as we've gone over the past couple of weeks here on some of the reasons why I quote uh, from Ellen White, because I believe wholeheartedly, provably, uh, with evidence and support that I can give that she is a prophet, not just because it that's how I feel. In fact, I felt the exact opposite when I first uh, came across her path. I was very against 
um, pretty much everything that she stood for uh, without looking at her doctrine that is but just claiming to be a prophet in and of itself I ran the other way um, which I think was a good thing at the time but you know our diets the eight laws of health those are the little things that are going to gain us the victory the that devotion time as I said in the morning and evening and and just praying continuously throughout that really submitting our wills to him and loosening ourselves I think this is a good time folks for all of us to loosen ourselves from our uh, possessions um, to ask the Lord what he wants us to do with them because I think we're coming up on a time when I don't think it's time it's a time to be buying a second home I don't think it's a time to be spending lots of money in different areas I think it's really time to get behind get behind the Lord's work and to and I'm not I'm that's not my you know underhanded way of asking for a donation you donate to whoever or get involved or start your own ministry um, but I am saying that all of us myself included um, we need to just get back we need to get back behind this message that the the three angels messages and make sure it gets to the world because the world has completely lost his mind its mind this year and if you thought that the world was already losing its mind for the past 30 40 50 years and, and on you know 150 years this year was really proof positive that especially here in America but also throughout the world that the ability to think um, and the ability to to critically think about things is a skill set that has been lost and I mean that in the most respectful way possible think about this for a second if you're a conspiracy theorist I, I think about this if you're a conspiracy theorist you take your mask off and breathe fresh air whenever you can I mean, if, if a store basically doesn't bother you about it, you won't wear it. I will. I don't wear it. If if a store if a store forces me to, I say fine. Okay, I'm not I'm not going to fight about it. But if a store lets me get away with it, I won't wear a mask. A a conspiracy theorist breathes fresh air. This is the world we're living in. Somebody who thinks everything is everything you know you can trust your leaders and everything's great and fine and dandy and you know this is real pandemic and in, in all the ways that they say it is they're not breathing fresh air they're quarantined whenever they can be they're not they're using it as an excuse to not go to work if that's an option some people it's not an option you can't work but for down here in Florida it's an option if you feel scared or sick in some businesses you can stay home people are using it as an excuse whether they believe it or they're just using it you know for the carnal nature reason of all humanity you know being idle or something like that that's that's you know personal but also consider this this last this past Thanksgiving if you're a conspiracy theorist you invited your family over to your house for Thanksgiving think about that that's how insane we've gotten and there's been voices that have been out there they're harder to find even that video that I recommended to you guys from the epoch times last week uh, who's stealing America 
It's been taken down as far as I can tell. I can't find it anymore. But you can find it on uh, epochtimes.com and you can look at some of the election stuff that the election fraud folks that that took place. So today I want to recap 2020 and what a recap it is. I'm not going to get to everything, but I want to hit the probably the most important and high points that we have. And I want to start off by reading from the scriptures and reminding people of what and who we are without God. All of us. Not to mention leaders who deny God, but all of us, myself included, this is what we are without God. It's from Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9. It says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? So the heart of man is evil. It's desperately wicked. It's not just mildly wicked. It's desperately wicked. It's deceiving to the self. That's what we are without God. So if you have leadership that doesn't believe in God, that doesn't acknowledge God. You've got some serious issues with that individual. Is that somebody that you can trust? Absolutely not. And the founding fathers of this country, they created the checks and balances system for this country because they had a strong distrust of power. They knew what it did, what power could do if it was in the wrong hands or if somebody was just seeking power. That's why they tried not to give too much to any one branch. The legislative was supposed to be the strongest, followed by the executive, and the fi by far the weakest branch, and this is something you can read from the Founding Fathers yourself, was the judicial or the Supreme Court. That was They're not equal. They're not supposed to be co-equal. But we've seen the power grabs that have taken place. We have sort of a kingly power situation going on with the presidency, an mm -hmm. oligarchy going on with the Supreme Court, and the legislation is just completely it lost its mind. It's, it's hard to even watch. But I have another quote here from uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 13 through 17. It says, But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. So this will just continue to happen as we get to the close of time. The evil men and seducers, that's pe people who seduce you are people that deceive you into going along with their plan. They seduce you. They woo you over. They convince you, persuade you to do something wrong. It says they'll wax worse and worse. They will deceive and they will be deceived themselves by their own lies. But the Bible says, in verse 14, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and has been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child that thou hast known the script, holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is, which is in Christ Jesus. So when we study the scriptures, we can become wise unto salvation. We can discern truth and error for ourselves. That's a beautiful that's a beautiful promise that if we claim it is available to each and every one of us, regardless of your scholarly ability, regardless of how intelligent you think you are, regardless of what you think you've done in the past that disqualifies you from having a relationship with Christ. 
No, this promise is for all who put their faith and confidence and trust in Christ Jesus. And I think that's going to be an extreme need and focus for people going into 2021. Verse 16 says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So there's your answer, folks. What is going to change you? What is going to change the way you think? What is going to change whether you are an emotion-driven person rather than a logically-driven person? It's by beholding we become changed. We have to look to the scriptures. But remember, without that, we are the exact opposite of all those things. We are the evil men. We're the seducers ourselves. We're desperately wicked. So when we step away from, when we apostatize from what we know to be truth, then we haven't received the love of the truth. And God says, that he will send a strong delusion that we might believe the lie. So we become the enemy. Now, starting in January of 2020, we already had ecumenical problems going on, especially in the Seventh-day Adventist Church. This is from the Advent Messenger by Andy Roman, February 20th, 2020. It says, Seventh -day, the headline is Seventh-day Adventists, Roman Catholics, and Evangelicals sign a historic ecumenical charter that affirms faith in one holy Catholic apostolic church. It says, on Saturday, January 25th, 2020, a historical ecumenical charter was signed by Seventh-day Adventists, Roman Catholics, Orthodox, Anglicans, Evangelicals, and Methodists. The signing ceremony took place in the San Paolo Maggiore, Roman Catholic Church in Bologna, Italy. The document that was signed is a pledge of commitment to each other. Adventists pledged a commitment to Rome, and Rome reciprocated that commitment. Make no mistake, the churches that signed this document promised to uphold the principles of the ecumenical charter, which includes affirming an allegiance to each other. The ecumenical charter declares that the churches are called together in the unity of faith. What unity does a true Christian church have with the beast power of revelation? Can I ask you that? Should be none. Going on with the quote, it says, The ecumenical charter calls for the visible unity of the church of Jesus Christ in the one faith and in the witness and in common service. Common service. The ecumenical charter says that the most important task of the churches is to proclaim the gospel together through word and action for the salvation of all human beings. The ecumenical charter states that the purpose of this document is to avoid harmful competition and the danger of new divisions. So, avoid harmful competition. So if I go try to tell a Roman Catholic church that the system that they're involved in is the Antichrist power, according to Revelation, that if I do that, that would be competition. And that's something that they want to avoid. And they're signing this ecumenical charter to avoid that. Whose side are they on then? Remember, this is in January. This is before COVID. Uh, was, well, was here in the United States anyways. The ecumenical charter recognizes the spiritual gifts of the different Christian traditions and appeals to every church to welcome each other's gifts. 
The ecumenical charter laments the painful sign of the division still existing between many of, of the Christian churches, which according to them is due to the lack of Eucharistic sharing. Now in March, folks, we had COVID-19 come. I reported on this um, in a, if you've been able to check it out on the radio program, it's called The Truth About the Coronavirus. I go to this in, in depth there, but there's a document written in 2012 called The Report on Risk Analysis in Civil Protection. It's from the German Bundestag, which is the German parliament. It's an official government document. The 17th parliamentary term briefing by the federal government. In there, they describe that the coronavirus would be something that would be possible to be an epidemic and what would be the solutions that they would do, all the ways that it would affect the world. And I mean, really starting on page 54 and on, you can take a look at just the whole analysis, what would happen to uh, the airliner industry, what would happen to the oil industry, what would happen to all these various industries. And what would be the remedy for that? 14-day self-quarantine, who would be at risk for it, where it would come from. In their, in their analysis of this, it came from an Asian market down in somewhere in Southeast Asia, uh, like an animal market, which is what we were told that it came from. So is that is that a coincidence highly doubt it when you take into consideration that you have all these movies starting in really for well for a long time now you have the movie contagion from 2011 hobbs and shaw from 2019 global virus the simpsons the 1993 osaka flu the Eyes of Darkness, written in 1981 by Dean Coots, where in that book, that fictional book, there was a virus called the Wuhan 400. Is that a coincidence? You had the medium, Sylvia Brown, in 2008, write a book called End of Days, where in 2020, she said a pneumonia-like virus would spring up, and then it would come back again, a second wave, and then it would mysteriously disappear. Now, what bothers me about that is that she's a medium. So where is she receiving her information? Well, if you know the state of the dead, you know that a medium is not talking to dead people or to angels or to, well, angels, yes, different kinds of angels, but heavenly angels, no. Dead people, no. Ghosts, no. Who are they speaking with? Demons. Demons. And so a demon told Sylvia Brown that in 2020 there would be a flu-like virus, perhaps the same sort of demons that inspired the creators of The Simpsons to do the Osaka flu in 1993. Perhaps the same spirit, because we are guided by spirits, folks. That's why we pray in the morning and get on our knees and beg the Holy Spirit to take control of our lives, because either we are, we are going to be around the Holy Spirit, and heavenly angels that are going to help guide us into right decisions, or we are going to be tempted all day long and guided by dark spirits. That's how it works. So when you're not a Christian and you're looking for, you know, some type of enlightenment for your book, 
And then all of a sudden, oh, I've got it, Wuhan 400. It'll be this virus from Wuhan. Who gave you that idea? I mean, in Disney's movie, Rapunzel, she self-quarantined in the kingdom of Corona. In the comic book, Asterix of 2017, which was about a chariot race in Rome. The nickname of the favorite chariot racer there, his name is Coronavirus. And then, of course, you have Fauci, Jesuit trained, where he tells where he tells people, the students there in Georgetown, the premier Jesuit school in the United States, that there will be a pandemic in the Trump administration. He said that in 2017. Newsweek reported that he had given millions of dollars to the Wuhan laboratory. This is from Fred Gutturel, Newsweek, April 28, 2020. Dr. Fauci backed controversial Wuhan lab with U.S. dollars for risky coronavirus research. The NIH research consisted of two parts. The first part began in 2014 and involved surveillance of bat coronaviruses and had a budget of $3.7 million. The program funded Shai Zheng Li, a virologist at Wuhan lab, and other researchers to investigate and catalog bat viruses in the wild. This part of the project was completed in 2019. Then, of course, back in May of 2010, 10 years ago, you had the Rockefeller Foundation come out with this report. It was produced by the Rockefeller Foundation and Global Business Network. And I actually have the report myself. It's called The Scenarios for the Future of Technology and International Development. If you go to their lockstep scenarios, a massive pandemic scenario that happened, in this hypothetical situation where governments throughout the world use the virus to take more control and they didn't let up you can find it in pages 18 through 25. from there folks we've had the face mask tyranny with very little to no science to back it even the n95 masks the holes that are on those masks are three microns the coronavirus itself is one micron it's basically the, the, so the other face masks, it's not an N95, it's base, what you're basically doing is you're trying to keep out mosquitoes with a chain link fence, it's the way I've heard it put. That's what we're dealing with right now, but of course you're forced to wear it, not because the science backs it, but because it makes people feel better, which, fine, whatever, but um, I personally would rather breathe fresh air, and I do whenever I can, and remember... That makes me a conspiracy theorist because I don't, I'm not believing everything that the false scientists are telling me, even though there's other scientists telling me the exact opposite. And they're censored. They're censored from Facebook. They're censored from YouTube. As I said, that video I just told you about with the Epoch Times, they were censored. Anybody who's, who wants to talk about how the coronavirus is, is false, is fake, how face masks don't work how the election was fraudulent, they're censored because that's that's misinformation. But all the other doctors, the 
the lies that they've, they've, they've knowingly told the American people, the media and things like that, all of that is still broadcast. All of that is still the Steele dossier and the, the whole Russian collusion thing, which turned out to be nothing. You can still find all those videos. They're not censored because they're part of the agenda. From May through November, we saw riots. Interesting, after after the after the um, election was called for Biden, the riots really backed off a lot, didn't they? I mean, a lot overall. There's still some things going on, of course. We had the Nashville bombing not, not too long ago. But you had the riots starting from May. They were burning Bibles in the streets in Portland. We've been bombarded with the idea of racism. Calls to dare down America. Antifa members holding burning flags saying death to death with the American M Empire. Calls to pack the court from the legislature. Known, trained knowingly and openly saying I've been trained by Marxists. I'm a trained Marxist. The leaders of Black Lives Matter. Antifa. And then, if you weren't bombarded enough with all the pain, all the sadness of seeing the civil liberties as they clamp down with the lockdowns and things, if you weren't bombarded enough, in 2020, we had an election that was false. And I'm not... A promoter of, of Trump or anything like that. I don't know if any of this is happening uh, organically or if this is all according to plan. I don't know that. I can understand why there's people on both sides of the Trump question though, folks. When you see people who are pro-Trump, they will point to the fact that Fox turned their backs on him, that none of the, none of the Republicans inside uh, the Senate especially Mitch McConnell or any of these other places have really backed him. Even the many of the independent, um, independent news places have sort of backed off of Trump. Also, when you see all those things, it seems like, wow, somebody somebody said leave Trump out to dry, you know. And when you see all the court filings, lawsuits that they've tried to file, and they're just one one judge after another saying that there's they're completely baseless yet they never get past the hearing because they don't ever really look at any of the evidence when you see all those things you you start to you start to wonder you do however for me now what i've seen is that trump has been able to get a very strong christian um backing things like that scare me because that means that if he if he is fake then they, everybody's going to play right into his hand if he's fake. And he declares martial law. People support it. And then what does he do? He ends up bringing in a Sunday law. Who knows? I don't know that. That's all you know, speculation. But that's where I am, I am nervous uh, at giving any type of endorsement to anybody, especially somebody with the character that Trump has. Do I believe in Cyrus scenarios? Of course, I believe in Cyrus scenarios. Uh, but do I think that's what's going on here? I actually, I don't. I, I think that 
Jesus said the deception would be so awful in the last days that it would be impossible to see without his, without his word, without prophecy. You can read in Matthew chapter 24, he uses the word deception four times, a de derivative of, of the word deception, either deceived um, uh, or deception. And he uses it four times in Matthew 24 because it would be the hallmark of the last days. So I want to play a clip for you from uh, from that Epoch Times um, documentary that they did, which is very, very interesting. I really highly suggest everybody take a look at it um, if they have time on who's stealing America. Oh, without question. There's nothing secure about the Dominion voting gear. Many of the features of Dominion that are being characterized as glitches are actually designed features to help people manipulate the results of the election. A month before the 2020 election, the parent company of Dominion Voting Systems received $400 million in funding. Instead of running towards a light of honesty and integrity, Dominion Voting Systems retreated to the darkness. Where are the facts? Is there any truth behind these allegations? We have to find out. So that was basically the intro there, but there you have it. There's a lot of loopholes. They interview a lot of people with... Um, who are expertise are experts in areas of of computers and things like that they can tell you about the back doors and and how just how the system is set up which is just it's asking to for fraudulent activity to go on um so it, it's very interesting so all of this is very scary so 20 2020 in a way the election's still not over we don't know what's going to happen um and you also have the Great Reset, which people are talking about. The problem I have with the Great Reset is a lot of sources that I find on the Great Reset are Catholic sources. Sources like church militant. Sources uh, like father so-and-so, quote-unquote. There's too many Catholic independent sort of sources going on. To, and they're not censored, folks. They're not censored. They're there on YouTube. They're available. That I have a problem with. That is something I have a problem with. I'm not saying it's not a plan or that it might be something they try to execute or that Russia and China might try to invade the United States. We don't know. We just don't know. So we have to pray. We got to be in prayer for our country like we never have before, folks. And we got to be in prayer for our leadership, for those that God has called to stand in the gaps. And we got to pray for ourselves and for our families that we would see the light, that we would do our duty every day, uh, win those small battles. Because how will 2021 fare? It, it, as, if, it's, if 2020 is any indicator, 2021 is not looking good. But you got to remember, folks, that duty is ours. The results are God's. So we have to just continue to pound this one at a time and, and get this message out get the truth out tell people about the mark of the beast tell people about the antichrist power pass out tracks make tracks yourself leave them everywhere if you're too scared to talk to people first off you at this point you really should get over that because god needs you he really he needs you to to get more involved he needs me to get more involved and start passing out a book passing out literature, talking to people. But you can also 
You can leave things in places. If you go to somewhere to eat, you can leave a card. You can leave a tract for the wait staff. You can, if you fly, you can leave tracks inside the seats in front of you that people can find. There's ways to get this message out. And it's important that we get this literature evangelism out because I think at some point or another, the, the roads that we have open to us on the internet are, are probably going to start to close folks. So we're going to have to get this message out through literature evangelism, I believe. Um, and we're going to have to be able to learn not just from the computer, but from literature. So we're going to have to be studying that Bible ourselves. We're going to have to be studying the spirit of prophecy like we never have before. And um, I suggest that we get the books that we're missing if we're missing any books. But I want to close out with this and just remind us all that Christ really does care about us. This is the message to the Laodicean church. Revelation chapter 3, verse 14 through 22. It says this, And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Folks, that's a message to God's last day church. That's how all of us at some point or another have been. We have been lukewarm. It's time for us to get on fire for God. But it goes on, verse 17, it says, Because thou sayest I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched, and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eye salve that thou mayest see. Now the gold tried in the fire is truth and faith and love. We need that gold. We need that gold that we may be truly rich, rich in the riches of God, rich in the riches of heaven, not in the riches of the world. White raiment is the righteousness of Christ. We need that. We need to exchange every morning. We need to crucify self and exchange our wretchedness for his righteousness, that the shame of our nakedness does not appear. And then anoint our eyes with eye salve that, that, that we may see. The eye salve is the ability to discern and we do that through really through two ways well three ways if you want to get technical through the word of god through the spirit of prophecy and through the guidance of the holy spirit that's how we do that now listen to this this is what christ this is the message christ has to say to each and every one of us in his last day church he says as many as i love i rebuke and chasten be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. Praise the Lord. He hasn't given up, folks. Even though he said, you're lukewarm, I'll spew you from my mouth. He still urges us, buy of him the gold tried in the fire, the white raiment, the eye salve. And he says that he's rebuking us because he loves us. 
and he's standing at the door, he's knocking, he's just saying, open the door, let me into your life and I can change you. Submit to me and I can change you. And finally, the last two verses, it says to him that overcometh, will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. He that hath an ear, let the spirit, let him hear what the spirit saith unto the churches. So if I have any summary of all of this, we need to stop trusting men. We need to stop trusting institutions. You see what's going on with the churches, including the Seventh-day Adventist church right now. You need to stop trusting in those organizations and just simply take the responsibility upon yourself to do the work. We need to take our devotion times serious, morning and evening. We need to have a relationship with Christ, a true relationship with Christ, needing him, being, being in submission to him. We need to study the word of God and the spirit of prophecy like we never have before. Not trusting men again, but reading them for ourselves. And we also... We need to have our diets in check. And then, of course, our diet, our exercise, the whole eight laws of health. But also, we need to make sure that we, we share this gold mine that we have with others, that they, they might know the truth, that they might have an opportunity to hear the truth and be saved and be transformed the same way that we all have the opportunity to be transformed. What are you going to do with the truth that God has given you? Are you going to sit on it? Or are you going to give it to somebody who needs it? So don't trust in organizations, don't trust in men, nothing, but 2020 has proven that in spades this year. Don't trust what's going on with people who, who don't claim to be following God because they're, they're being guided by another spirit. It doesn't matter whether it's Fauci or your, or your local politician or even your pastor. If, if they're not following the pillars of the faith, they are to be... It looked upon with skepticism. Their, their motives are to be questioned. And we simply need to get the work done. Not saying to, to be you know, totally paranoid about everybody's motives all the time, but I'm saying if you see someone you know they're not following God, you need, you need to, to be skeptical of them. You need to be skeptical of them. You need to not just, just say, agree and do with whatever they say. That's my point. And remember that even though we've been lukewarm, God is still God is still working for us. He's still working with us. And I suggest each and every one of us are praying for those individuals uh, that the great controversy says are standing in the gaps in our nation. We pray for the strengthening of those individuals. So 2020 has been awful. 2020 has been horrible. 2021 might not be much better. But remember, folks, if we submit to Christ, if we submit to his plan, and understand the signs of the times and the times we're living in, and that these things have been, been told us beforehand. And we can keep in mind and, and take joy in the thought that Christ will come to end all of this soon. The victory of the evil will be short-lived, folks. So I leave you with that, and hopefully that has been a blessing to you. We'll be in touch next year. God bless.